Hello and welcome to Procrastination Station. Procrastination as in procrastinating and that other thing that we all do. If you can put it together, then you're my people. And if you can't, perhaps click that next button. No shade. I'm your host, Hannah, and I'm here to talk about self-sabotage in a way that invites all parts of us to come along for the journey. I'm here to lay out the setbacks and superpowers of self-sabotage in order to manage our limitations. Throughout the show, we'll discuss designing a life that works in your favor through sustainable creative practices. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy today's topic. Hello and welcome. Today, I want to talk about luck and privilege. This topic is inspired by the lucky girl syndrome that was trending on TikTok a couple months ago. If you haven't heard about the lucky girl syndrome yet, it's essentially a mindset practice where women, and men too if they're with it, repeat the mantra, I am so lucky, everything good always happens to me because I am so lucky. I have no qualms with this mantra. Hell, I come up with mantras all the time to brainwash myself into believing in myself. <laughs> I want to talk about this particular mantra and how it can be construed as an expression of privilege. If you've already learned about lucky girl syndrome and it's something you like to recite and you feel it works for you, I encourage you to keep using it. If you're more like me and you find it doesn't work exactly the way the girlies online have sold it to you, I hope through this episode that you learn that it's not just you it doesn't work for, and I'll provide some alternatives that I found useful. Maybe not find $1,000 on the street useful, but still very useful. Today's topic is broken down in the subtopics of luck or privilege, lucky girl syndrome, the inevitable downside, the plus side, and alternatives, and where I stand on the matter. Now for luck and privilege. Privilege is just that, a privilege that not everyone can tap into. A privilege boils down to your ability to open opportunities for yourself without trying. Let's say for myself, as an example, when I submit a resume to a job with the name Hannah Perry, I may be more likely to be interviewed by a company than someone with an ethnic name, regardless of our qualifications. I believe that the playing field is leveling out in terms of offering equal opportunity to otherwise underrepresented demographics. Some companies are going out of their way to ensure to hire people all across the board, including people with disabilities, people who identify as LGBTQ+, and ethnic groups. Basically, they're trying to level the playing field to offer equal opportunity to anybody who has not necessarily been represented in the workforce up until now. I know this to be a fact because I've seen it in the application process. And I also know there is still so much work to be done in terms of offering equal opportunity to different people who have different perspectives within life, but we are light years ahead of where we've been throughout history. I've heard said in the past, when you're the oppressor, equalizing the playing field feels like oppression, which is a complete mind-bender to some, especially those who deny the existence of privilege and feel threatened by our working environment moving more towards equal opportunity. I believe skills in communication and diplomacy can be learned, which is a nuanced concept as I also believe that the way we innately communicate, whether that's through speaking a local native dialect, African-American vernacular English, or if English is not your first language, or perhaps you just never felt like a smooth talker. I believe regardless of your background, if you can get your point across, the way you speak is perfectly acceptable and our differences should be celebrated. This is my personal belief, yet our privilege can come from the way that we speak. I really enjoy Abraham Piper's content as he highlights the way we define language as proper and improper is completely whack, and if you've ever felt insecure about the way that you speak, I encourage you to check out his platforms. Now that we know what privilege is, what exactly is luck? Luck can be finding a 50 on the ground, it could be evading consequences when you make a mistake, or it could be having a happenstance that seemed divinely orchestrated and too good to be coincidence. 
Privilege has become a whole huge borderline political topic. Some may even argue the existence of privilege at all, and that is not what I want to get into. If you feel like doing that amongst yourselves in the comments, absolutely feel free, but that's not what I'm about. What I do want to get into is the parallels and differences between privilege and luck. Lucky Girl Syndrome. It's all the rave these days. If you haven't heard about it, it was a trend on TikTok a couple months ago, and it's essentially a belief system and a mantra to guide through life by telling yourself, I'm a lucky girl. Everything good always happens to me because I am a lucky girl. If you're a guy, you can use it by replacing girl with your preferred pronoun. It's a wonderful mindset to have, and I truly believe that we can create our own luck in this world. It's so beautiful to walk through life as a luck generator, and by all means, the more you practice it, the more luck you're bound to have because you're actively looking out for lucky opportunities. With all of the greatness of getting everything you want in life, I'm creating this episode to talk about whether or not lucky girl syndrome is everything people imagine it to be, or is there darker, more sinister undertones, and is there a better way to go about this generating luck thing? And now for the inevitable downside. I want to preface by saying, regardless of where you stand personally on Lucky Girl Syndrome, I want you to stand strong in your beliefs. My goal is not to deter you from practicing what you believe, my goal is to inform you about what's happening in the background. This way you can make a conscious choice on whether or not you want to parade around advertising to others that this is your belief and others should believe it too, or you can decide to keep it to yourself or to even evolve your belief. I don't care what you believe, my goal is to merely give you options. The main downside to lucky girl syndrome is the expression of privilege. Privilege isn't inherently negative, yet it's something that not everyone has. Someone who benefits from privilege can get their foot indoors without even trying. Someone who's lucky will land that opportunity. The nuance to this is that privilege can change depending on where you are in the world or economically. Someone might be lucky to maintain a long-standing loving relationship or to receive a job or a promotion, yet someone else is lucky to be alive today or to make their rent this month or to ensure that their kids have food this week. I don't want you to see your privilege and feel you shouldn't relish in your opportunities. What I do want you to do is recognize that in order to have the privilege of opportunity, your basic human needs have to be met first. The way that we use our privilege also speaks volumes. If you're privileged enough to have opportunities in this world and you use those opportunities to uplift the voices of others, you're on the right track. If you use your privilege to hold others down, you're on the wrong side of history. The main distinction I want to make when it comes to lucky girl syndrome is that if you feel you're attracting an abundance of luck into your life, how much of that luck has been born from a privilege you were born into and how much of it actually came from the divine intervention, the universe, God, whoever it is in your mind that grants you luck. In order to seek out above and beyond luck, you must first feel lucky that you're alive and express gratitude for all of the basic human needs that you don't have to fight for on a daily basis. That you're not searching for your next meal, that you already have the building blocks to create a staircase to the stars. By being aware of the luck you already have, you're more likely to receive more luck. And the more luck you receive, the more you can share with those who didn't get so lucky. It's a privilege to believe without a shadow of a doubt that any and all good things are coming your way. And I'm sure you're aware, if this is your belief system, that bad things are still going to happen. There's beauty in the mindset that bad things like rejection or jealousy that tend to happen to everyone still happen to you, yet you're somehow protected from harm. I believe that you're not inherently protected from stopping life's inevitable bad things from happening to you, but you are protected from them holding you down. A lucky girl mindset believes that if you got fired from your job, that there's a better one waiting around the corner. A lucky girl knows that these bad things are an opportunity. 
they know that the next good thing is waiting for them to take action towards it. There's an almost inevitable downside for anything women deem valuable. I don't make the rules, but there's something about the labels that we give each other as women that can turn anything fun into toxic or undesirable. See also astrology, makeup, nail art, fashion, motherhood, aging. We give women so many rules and we criticize them for binding or breaking them and discredit the things that bring them joy. My goal here is to shed light on the ways we make our own luck and to dissect the label lucky girl syndrome. My message to you is that luck is everywhere. Luck is in your bad days with opportunity to improve, to nurture, to grow, to heal. Luck is in the little coincidences of two souls meeting that doesn't seem so random when it happens. Luck is in the rejections, the jealousy, the mistreatment, and the hurt with the understanding that the next thing will be better. Luck is in the ambivalence, the reluctance, the abandoned projects and failed attempts with the opportunity to learn, to lean into your shortcomings and to overcome by honing a skill. Luck is in you. Luck is everywhere, yet it is not everything. It's been said that luck is where preparation and opportunity meet. I believe that luck is where leverage meets opportunity. Luck happens not by coincidence, but by understanding that you have everything you need to create the opportunities you want, to uplift yourself with your skills, to hone in with internal and external affirmations to eventually get where you're going after. The plus side and alternatives. I am so lucky. Everything good always happens to me because I am so lucky. Regardless if you look at it as an expression of privilege or truly a mantra that aligns with luck and allows you to seek more prosperity in your life, it truly doesn't matter. What works for one won't necessarily work for the next, and I use mantras all of the time, and I've never had one work for me quite as well as the claims that have been made by people using this particular mantra. It leaves me with the question, why is this one so special compared to other mantras that are taught all the time, right? Such as, sticks and stones break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is like the least true mantra that people can say. Words hurt a lot. And sticks and stones also hurt a lot. So, you know, maybe words can't break your bones, but they can definitely hurt. That's a mantra that we say all the time. Why does the lucky girl mantra work so well for certain people, whereas the other mantras that are mainstream, like, literally don't work at all. The reason why it tends to work for certain people is by opening their mind's eye to perceive luck all around them. You could be lucky by finding $50 on the side of the road, or lucky when the person you don't get along with quits at your job and suddenly a higher paying position that you want to go after opens up. I'm someone who doesn't believe in coincidence, and if you're repeating your lucky mantra and find the universe responds in a positive way, I encourage you to continue to paint a positive life. The only way to live a lucky life is to seek more luck. The plus side to lucky girl syndrome is that it allows people, especially women, to create their own luck in life. Luck is a mindset. It's the understanding that even the bad things provide you direction in life that lead you to your purpose. If you're not a lucky girl, that is completely okay. I am not either, at least not when it comes to this particular mantra. Instead of feeling disadvantaged by the mainstream mantra that doesn't work for you, you can create your own mantra to settle your mind, to feel more free, or to lift yourself up in general. Some mantras that I repeat to myself that I find helpful when generating luck are rejection is redirection and rejection is divine protection. I'm grateful for what I've learned from my hardships. I have a purpose that only I can fulfill. I attract what is meant for me. I repel what is not meant for me. I am grateful. I am abundant. I am lucky. My hardships aren't special and they don't make me special. I'm a human having a human experience and the human experience is hard. 
my emotions, reactions, and desires don't define me. My actions define me. Every day that I wake up and choose to be me is a love letter to the giants who fought before me and a big F you to those who seek to stifle me. The language of the universe doesn't comprehend negation, as in it doesn't recognize don't and won't. I have one mantra in there that states my hardships aren't special and that doesn't make me special. This is less of a mantra for manifestation and more of a reminder of my humanness. I've experienced many hardships through my life and this doesn't make me special or more worthy of luck. It simply makes me human. I am worthy of luck and abundance, not for some special reason in my past, but because I am human. There's definitely more to this mantra thing than a one and done method when it comes to affirmations as a tool to aid in your success. They're meant to rewire your brain, which requires a dedicated practice. This means when you catch yourself thinking in scarcity that you gently redirect yourself towards abundance and gratitude. This means trying different things and sticking with what feels right for you. As a white, half-straight woman, I personally find lucky girl syndrome harmless. However, I recognize that there are people in this world who are not lucky, no matter how much they want to brainwash themselves into believing that all of their experiences have been divinely guided. There is benefit to taking ownership of your life, yet there are systems in place that are meant to keep people down. Lucky Girl Syndrome works for anyone who wants the type of luck that people who benefit from the system receive. Yet what's lucky looks different for someone who wants to reboot the system so that it supports everybody. I like to believe that all of the negative things that I've experienced in my life have happened to make me the awesome person I am today. I have gratitude for the lessons I've learned throughout my hardships, and I'm grateful for my lessons. I am not grateful for my hardships. Although I wouldn't change a thing, I could definitely benefit from being less traumatized. I don't believe the hardships I've experienced were lucky, but every day that I wake up and do my best, I stick it to the people who tried to hold me down. I'm lucky to be here, and I have the opportunity to shine in spite of the times in my life where I felt the world wanted to extinguish me. If you're a lucky girl, absolutely no shade, but I have a very long-winded multi-part question with this episode. Is luck parallel with privilege and therefore intrinsically exclusive to select groups? Does the existence of luck and privilege inherently suggest that only some people are entitled to it? Is there a way that we can create luck with equal opportunity? And if so, how can we do so without proposing that you can align yourself with luck by embodying a particular energetic frequency as opposed to honing in on your own energetic frequency? Am I completely overthinking this and the lucky frequency is in fact available to all of us? I don't know the answers to these questions, but I will be thinking about them and I hope you will too. To wrap up this episode, if you're a lucky girl, just know how lucky you are to have the freedom to own your luck. If you're not a lucky girl, just know that I see you and I respect you for working with the fundamentals and I believe in you. Instead of defining ourselves by the words we tell ourselves, let's change the narrative to define ourselves by the way we use our luck. It speaks greater volumes with the way we use our luck to also uplift others. If we have the privilege to be here having this painfully beautiful human experience, let's use that opportunity to stick it to anyone who wants to see us down, to uplift ourselves, and to live a lucky life. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll catch you on my conclusion. Thank you so much for being here with me, and if you enjoyed today's topic, now is a great moment to subscribe. If you have any feedback about today's topic, please reach out to my social channels. I help creative entrepreneurs market their creations in a way that feels authentic. I have a self-study marketing program that covers basic and advanced marketing concepts with nine modules and activity sheets. I also sell content creation templates to help you manage your social media with unlimited content creation ideas. 
and I also offer one-on-one -on -one marketing consulting services. Check out my socials and my website to learn more. If you're interested in working with me, please reach out via email. So that's social media if you're reaching out for my podcast and email if you're reaching out for business. All relevant contact links are in the description and thanks again for listening. Cheers for now. <sighs> that was pretty good.